0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com/host. dedicated to Henry Foreman in the year of the prime of to the world of Well, my friends, it's Tuesday, and this is Agitators Anonymous. And on Tuesday, what happens? On Tuesday, we get some music, some rock, some heavy metal, some this, that, and the other. Friday is mainly going to be the social commentary and politics for as long as it lasts, and my willpower remains intact. I'm Alan Averill, and this is Agitate Anonymous. This is episode 102. This appeared um, as a video chat over on my YouTube channel quite a while ago. This is me and Addy from Solstafir, and this is part one of the Great Metallica Debate. So, if like me, and I'm sure that's most of you, grew up as a kid listening to and loving Metallica, well, that's what we get into. The loves, the hates, etc., etc. This is um, the beginning, the first half of the band's per- uh, career, I guess. 82, 83, up to about 91. You'll find we agree on most things here, but still, if you're a Metallica nerd, a heavy metal nerd, well, here you go. This one's for you. The show is sponsored by MetalBlade.com. You can find underneath... Um, A link to some Spotify playlists I've made, go over to the website, have a look around, you can order some Primordial if you wish to, and in North America you will get 10% off your order. If you do want to sponsor the podcast, the numbers go up and up, just get in touch, hit me up in the DMs, follow me on nemthian underscore primordial, um, on the gram, and whatever else. Take a look underneath for tour dates and all that kind of thing. All right, here we go. The Great Metallica Debate between me and Adi from Iceland's Solstafir.
1: Is that Minor Thread at the back? Green one? It's I had. Oh, had it, man. Oh, yeah, it is, actually. It's, uh, oh, yeah, I have to yeah. What minor do How do you feel about this? <laughs> well, well, it's... uh. You're not, you're not... I probably have another one. Yeah. <laughs> You've got two, okay, I got three. <laughs> no, 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 mate. I probably have a three. Because... Okay. This is see. like playing cards. See, okay,
0: what see. You... Well, the good, the bad, not... Okay, no, I, just, I never even... I don't have that. Fuck off and die, mate. Oh you had three. <laughs> okay. I realize I don't have my jump in the fires here. I mean the great well, greatest greatest artwork ever.
1: Well, this is all from of course uh hang on, I need my ju- I need my jump in the fire. I have my jump in the fire here, man. Okay.
0: Hang on.
1: Too much, too much Metallica stuff. Well, it's never too much Metallica though, but... All right. Now it's time to trash talk Avril. Oh, I could write a book about trash talking Avril, but uh I'm gonna be a good lad today, so I won't.
0: Well, well, hang on. Do I need to find this? I can't find it. I must have it. What are
1: you, what are you looking for?
0: Jump in the fire.
1: I have that here. I mean, you're talking about the uh uh this one here. Oh, yeah. Here it goes. Yes. All right. Fair enough. But it's the same, but it's just, uh you know, I think...
0: Side B, side two isn't live. I mean, the Phantom Lord on that, I mean, Seek and Destroyed, they don't sound live to me. They're cool. No, nah,
1: man, they used to fake it all the time. But I'm wondering... Did this come out in 1983 as a single? Because this, of course, is only from you know the whole package—the good, bad, uh, this here package. Well, this is—I mean, Alan, this is not really rare, right? No, no, it's not. Well, hang on—I
0: have the original "Jump in the Fire" somewhere. Where the fuck has it gone? You mean you have the original that
1: did not come out in the package? Yeah, 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 I
0: do. Yeah, hang on, hang on. Let yeah. me put one second. This is okay. That's that's the
1: original, I think. Is that the one you have? No, I mean, mine, of course, comes from this. All right, okay. So, so that that can't be anything original. I mean, it's just some stuff that came out, like you know, in yeah. late late night late. late late 80s early 90s probably early 90s
0: okay well this is the one from 83 this is french pressing um jump in the fire music for nations um
1: 1983 i mean so, no my, no 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 mine says here on the back here uh, 1990 okay so you win that one by landslide
0: no this one is this one is 83 yeah what did you get that I'm, I have no idea. Somewhere, like I have it again as the other side of this, like a split one, um, which is made in '90, which is phonogram, Germany, which is like
1: a double. But if it's both 12 inches, it's one. Well, but this not... one here, this one here could be early. Yeah, yeah. So I oh no, ones. no, Alan, mine are all 1990, so mine are not really valuable okay well, this is 1984 creeping death. hang on Oh music for nations all right. mine is yeah. all 1990. no 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 no.
0: And um, this one this one uh, was fucking water damaged, but I got it again um and this one is ah vertigo. so this one is this is the same one I-, I have.
1: Well, this one is 1984, though. um, Yeah, but... But you... Don't tell me you have three of them from original pressings. It can't be. No, 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 no. This one is 84, you can see. This is the same as that I have here, dude. Yeah, but does it have 1984 written on it, though? It has 1984 written on it. But on the cover, paper cover, it says 1990.
0: Okay, well, then that's not an original one, obviously. Let's have a look at the paper cover here. Mine um, says 1980. Hang on, I've got my fucking finger over it. Where the fuck? 1983. You see? Really? Yeah. It's crazy. See 1983. Uh, okay, yeah. Also 1990 for this one. Yeah, uh, Okay. So that one... Hang on, this is this is. People are going to be really interested in that. Um, that one is a nineteen ninety one. This one is the original one. This is nineteen eighty four. It says on the record. Yeah, it's a
1: different different logo in the middle. Yeah, the album. Yeah. Yeah, and it's also a different color. It's brighter. Yeah, I've seen a few colors of them.
0: Did you ever see the green ride right, the lightning?
1: Yeah, I've seen it. Uh, I've seen f- photos of it, of course. Yeah. It's just impressive.
0: Well, I mean, but the the I remember as a kid even thinking the seek and destroy and phantom and lord on this don't sound like it sounds like it was a rehearsal with crowd added in the crowd is the crowd is too <laughs> the crowd is too yeah, but that's what
1: they did. I mean, Metallica weren't playing for this big crowd. I mean, they would just take the studio recording and add some borrowed crowd audio to it. Yeah, yeah, that's what they did.
0: Yeah, and. Um, I think, to be honest, people probably would just rather we would just looked old and confused just spending time putting on and off our glasses, looking at records being kind of like, I don't know. If this- <laughs> yeah, but
1: yeah, so just, this is- just being
0: like confused old dudes, like sort of Grandpa Simpson going, I don't know about the. Yeah,
1: well, we all well, know.
0: Yeah. Well, let's start at the start. Okay. Um,
1: I, I, you must have this. Or well, this, this all the demos. No, I don't have it. I don't have any of this re really CD stuff.
0: No, this is like a bootleg CD, um which is just the no life to leather demo, power metal demo, and Megaforce.
1: I've never um, had these demos. I've never had them. Really? No.
0: Because they're really they're really worth um they're really worth having. They're really great. And then you've got the sort of ride the lightning demos from um just after that, which have Mustaine on them and stuff, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, I have, I have uh, one, okay. Two, three. I have three of those. <laughs> three. I just have one. Do you have the gatefold one? No. that's the thing. I found. It's a good story. There was a, you know, this is nineties. There was a secondhand store uh, downtown here that I found the gatefold in. Mm. Uh, I didn't have the money. I think I came back the day after. With the money, it was gone. So I only found it once in Iceland. But both of mine, Kill them All, are the same here. Phonogram, Where to Go.
0: Mine is Music for Nations.
1: Yeah, I have that one here, see. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, so, But this is the first Metallic album I heard. Oh, yeah. Uh, this must have been in nineteen eighty seven, eight, I was really, really young, I was listening to ACDC and yeah, yeah. someone came and said, played me Jump in the Fire and when you're only used to listen to, you know, I think it was Maximum Overdrive was sort of uh, who, made who? Yeah. who Made Who, Who Made Who, yeah, so when you're listening to that and maybe Appetite for Destruction, when someone comes to you and uh, listen to Jump in the Fire, yeah, they were like, What the fuck is going on in the kitchen? So yeah, yeah. that was a game game changer, really. Here yeah, we jump yeah. in the fire. It's funny and, you yeah. mentioned
0: maximum overdrive because Who Made Who has two weird songs on it? One is called Chase the Ace. They're two instrumental pieces by ACDC. And Chase the Ace is um really awesome, uh like three-minute song that if they just maybe could have st- stolen that and put it now instead of the opening track on the new album, I would have liked
1: it a bit more. But um anyway it's a it's a weird soundtrack. But you know, L- Alan, let's put not it. forget it that when this comes out Yeah in nineteen eighty three. Yeah. I mean uh there's there's nothing on the planet as heavy and fast as this is. Um I mean let's think. Well show no mercy is later that year. Um, Shona Mercy. Okay, I listened to Shona Mercy here this morning. Yeah, just I was because you know, uh, I, I this is more brutal. I'm sorry, but there's more some satanic agenda there, but this is faster. This is more in your face. There's less reverb and stuff here. It's more. There's more rain and blood in this than there is on Shona Mercy.
0: Um, I don't know about that. I would say like. Black Magic and stuff is more nasty or whatever than Kill Em All. But Kill Em All has a, more, has a more dynamic, aggressive tone. Like the guitar tone
1: is perfect. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The guitar tone here is way better than yeah, yeah. on the Shona Mercy. Me. Yeah, I would, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would agree with that. The tone is and, definitely way better. And But even you know, the drums, I can't do the drums. That's why I love Live on Dead way better than Shona Mercy, because the drum sound Shaun of Shona Mercy, I think, is awful that's just my my opinion
0: it's a bit it's a bit it's a bit uh, it's a bit like somebody who recorded it who did wasn't really used to a band playing that fast and still applied too much yeah, reverb that's why that's instead. why they
1: that's why they used uh they re-recorded the simple separately afterwards and you can mm. kind of hear it it's this kind of stupid. a very
0: 1980s style yeah very 1980s yeah, I to do. so I mean, no, I, I mean i mean i don't think i don't think shona mercy is i think shona mercy is more brutal personally but i do i do agree that i think that the tone of Kill em All has more attack. I mean, I don't it think is. that, you know, I mean, um, Motor Breath, I mean, Hit the Lights, this is like classic speed metal, really. I guess I'm thinking of, in Shonen, if you think of Shona Mercy, there are songs like Cryonics is just Judas Priest on crack. This isn't particularly brutal, but I'm thinking of, you know, maybe Evil Has No Boundaries, Black Magic, this is pretty ferocious, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, You know, Evil Has No Boundaries, Black but certainly Metal Militia
0: is, is, is harsher in a way, I, I suppose, yeah.
1: I mean this here. I mean it's Phantom Lord, Metal Militia, Wave Blast. I mean this is you know really really fast stuff. I mean yeah, yeah. and especially
0: the especially the headfield right hand for sure, especially in things
1: like Phantom Lord. I mean I think they 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 were were that yeah they are that young writing this out this uh, these songs yeah it's it's. You gotta give them the credit, man. You know they're I really. Know, and
0: and whoever the recording engineer is says, I mean, it doesn't say. It just says recorded Music America Recording Studio, May nineteen eighty three, and who the producers were. It doesn't say who the at least on the back. I'm sure it does on the on the inner notes. Um, it says it says
1: here. Uh, Paul, engineered by, by, Paul. Engineered by Chris Buback. No, it says here on the music definitions. It says here no recorded by no no it's
0: what producer here they're both Where? producers online can you do this uh well recorded. no no you see look it says two producers and then recorded at yeah but it, but it, it says, says
1: uh yeah you're right industry. it says uh oh well john Sasula, what's it off you know
0: yeah, but what does that mean? I mean, the engine all those guys put them, themselves down as producers back in the day because they understood that they would probably get credits as a producer, yeah. whatever that is, 1.5. But it, as says a
1: here, it says there it says Paul Curcio is a producer. Okay. No, I know. Yeah. I mean, yeah,
0: producer does mean what? Like, hey guys, get into the studio on time. No, I mean at the back, engineered, which is the main thing. Engineered by Chris Bubach, assistant engineer, and oh, yeah. okay. Robloeski. I mean, whoever Chris Bubak is did
1: I mean this is one of the most incredible production jobs that there is, you yeah, know, yeah. because because you know they were not aiming to get diamond and or, or Saxon sound. No, no, this is but, this is not Diamond had production or yeah, Saxon well, diamond
0: Had had shit production, in fairness. You know, I mean I love Diamond, yeah, but yeah, you know, but no, I mean this is a step above this is this is more Produced in the style of, um, I mean, this is more heading towards Number in the Beast terms of quality and dynamics. Pa- sure, and far away and, from, yeah. so far away from Saxon and Diamond Head and Angel Witch and stuff, which and don't have.
1: But it's, it's the fun. tone of the guitar that's so killer. It's a it's a Rat pedal into a Marshall. Really? Yeah, it's a Rat pedal. Uh, on, on the guitar, right? Yeah, yeah, Ra- oh, yeah. It's a Rat pedal. I watched this guy, right?
0: I mean, you can see this on the old video, the Live 83 and the one, the Met or whatever that is in San Francisco. But I watched this Mexican dude playing Cliff's bass line through, and he just played all of Kill 'Em All. And you really realize that he was like the secret weapon on those first couple of Metallic albums, and that the bass underpinning of the things that are happening underneath the riffs is yeah, yeah. quite incredible. We're only talking about this yesterday, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: um, you know. Just like Dave Lombardo was Slayer's secret weapon, I think Cliff was the maybe the secret metallica weapon you know
1: sure but, because i uh, i mean you talk yeah. about the day headfield being this guy and all blah blah and, but at that time like james said he never understood how cliff was so confident mm. uh, so you know he, he died 24 so he's just like 20, 20 or something there yeah and the fact that he, he was, the fact that he was able to make anesthesia
0: as a song which is Crazy. At the time when we were kids, you hear it and you go, "Oh, that sounds cool. Oh, it's a bass, cool." But you don't realize how unusual that is to have this no. sort of um, this sort of classically composed, we could say, distorted bass
1: solo just on your debut record. Is so. It's it's very crazy. different from from Demosthen being selling weed and listening to Tigers of Pang Tang um, yeah. when he had, when he had Cliff Burton starting back and listening yeah. to R.E.M. So it's a complete. Now, hang different...
0: on, well, hang on. I mean, where where you get orem from? I mean, orem's first was... album isn't, it isn't doesn't come out till like nineteen eighty four
1: or five, right? Oh, you know, okay. He was listening to it. Yeah. Uh, they said he would be listening to REM. The first stop, album. And stop and... saying
0: stop saying the words Oriam, That makes me disgusted. I mean, let's, oh, let's no. say let's say ZZ oh. Top
1: or no, my my. My point was that Cliff had a very broad spectrum of musical interest. So he'd be listening to different music than just a uh, new wave of British heavy metal or something sure. like that. I think a lot of it is more like
0: is like 70s rock and funk as well. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. But I would contend okay. that OREM don't have an album out yet. I think their first album is 84, 85. And also I okay, forget that... OREM.
1: Oh, you're so difficult. <laughs> that's true, okay. But, 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 but then again, I mean, this here is not written. Uh, this is uh, Demstein Kirk Hammett has nothing to do with his album, and Cliff has nothing to do with his album, really. They don't write anything here. No, I mean, I don't
0: think. I, I mean, if you look at that, that's one thing that uh, always fascinates me because people go, oh, Hammett doesn't have lyrics and then, or so do And then when you go through Master Puppets, for example, you do see Hammett riffs. But yeah, you're right. I mean, the songwriting credits on the album, there's no songwriting. There's not a single songwriting credit um, to Cliff Burton. I mean, obviously he, he's doing his bass lines, but it sounds, but he's not. These songs were written
1: with whoever Before, was it, yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, they go, they, they go, I mean, even, even, Dave Mustaine has writing credits on Ride the Lightning. Yeah. I mean, he, here, Mustaine has
0: Forestman, Jump in the Fire, Phantom Lord, and Metal Militia. And Cliff Burton doesn't have any songwriting credits. No, no, so her, Hammett, no. No, no. I would imagine Hammett just came in, played his solos,
1: and left, like he did I for mean, all those I mean, that's exactly, because all the songs are ready. The studio was booked when Mustaine was on the bus. Yeah. So, I, I mean, Hammett just... Came 15 minutes before the recording and basically ripped off his solos. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did an amazing
0: yeah. job, no doubt. But they weren't really his. You, I don't think you really hear Hammett's particular interesting um, style until we get to Master Puppets in a way, you know, because he, that's a master stroke. His solos on that, if you think of, um, you no, know, we'll, we'll get to that in time, you know, we'll get to that.
1: Yeah, yeah. But,
0: but okay. do you think that Kill 'Em All is the greatest heavy metal debut of all
1: time? Woo uh greatest heavy metal one. Um yeah, I mean let's
0: be uh, up against First Iron Maiden, Merciful Fate, Melissa, First.
1: Uh, well, well, I just listened to Melissa like three days ago. It's a crazy good album. Yeah, it's outrageous. Uh, but in, in in context to uh, sort of my youth, this probably is the best. I mean, I was not there. I didn't hear Melissa until I, after I was 20. So okay, it's different. Roger. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, this is Megadeth doesn't stand a chance. Uh, no, not, not, not yet. No. No, no. In my books, uh, no, in, in context with uh, uh, sort of being the debut album, I do I don't forget about it. Uh, not many. Emil, is this and Appetite for Destruction in the same league? No. Um, well, uh, is Appetite for Destruction heavy metal?
0: Um, yeah, I wouldn't uh, say so. No, not really. It's rock and roll, isn't it?
1: It's more Aerosmith. Let's uh, separate, right? Yeah.
0: I mean, I mean, I was never a Guns N' Roses guy. Although I can see that it's an absolutely incredible record. There's no issue yeah. with that. It's not but my... So,
1: but, <clears> but but it's it's not heavy metal. As this is not this is not rock and roll. No, no, exactly. So let's say yeah. heavy. If you st- well, if you open it out as the rock and
0: roll debut, then we're taking in tons of seventies things. But if you just say yeah. heavy metal debut, I think realistically there's Kill 'em All, Melissa, First Wasp, Show No Mercy, um, First Iron Maiden. Yeah, sure. I heard the First Iron Maiden before Kill 'em All, um, but I would say objectively, probably Kill 'em All is
1: better than the First Iron Maiden. Yeah, by, by miles, if you ask me. But you know. Uh... So yeah, uh, I think I'll agree with that statement, even though it's not their best album. And that says a lot about this fucking band. I I would agree with that. Yeah, I I
0: think they're, I think the next two are better. Um, but we can go to the next thing. Not, I mean, I think that that's this, isn't it? Which we were just fussing about. Yeah. So we, so this so
1: this this comes out after the yeah. album comes out, of course.
0: Yeah. I mean, what what, I, what iconic art? It's daft as fuck when you think about it. And it looks like that, um, it looks like the sort of the bad, doesn't it look like they took one of the characters from Neverending Story
1: and stole, stole yeah, or, the, the bad guy uh, put in the movie? It looks he's like an bad. out. Looks like an outtake from a Tankard album.
0: Anchored, yeah, maybe. And oh, like all of those early iconic um, sort of cartoon heavy metal people, they're very muscly. Wherever they come, yeah. like Man of War's Eagle is very muscular. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: so I this know. guy has also
0: been working out in hell, I guess, as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, OK. But, you know, uh, I don't see this as a really an important thing. It's a really cool. No. Thing. No. but uh it's not. It's not even the best song on the album. No, uh, no. I don't th- I, th- I, th- I don't do know that Jump in the Fire is influenced by Iron Maiden because uh when Run to the Hills came out yeah. uh, on Lumber of the Beast, it was the most played r- song in radio, whatever high school radio you could get. That's yeah. why the drums are ripped off from Run to the Hills. Yeah, even if they're not fast enough, but you can I'm hear that. I'm coding Lars Ulrich, so. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: it's got a kind yeah, of, of Diamond Head feel to the riff as well. It's, it's Lars Ulrich, you know, he told me, mate. He told me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I mean, it's also Jump of the Fire was not a song that stood out to me as a kid when listening not, to the record. No. I preferred no, no. Seek and Destroy and Metal Militia. It was too groovy I mean, or something, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's Jump in the Fire. It it, it hasn't even aged that well being no. on the set list. It never uh, maintained to being on the set list. Let's, wait, let's finish it off, Alan, with... Uh, obviously, Seek and Destroy has mm. been the, the longest living song on their set list here yeah uh whipless has come and gone uh hit the lights for horsemen as well but the rest of them haven't really been i would love to hear them i I liked that remember we we were watching that show
0: i sent you the video they were playing i think in some small record store about seven or eight years ago and they did the whole album and it was really nice to hear metal militia and no remorse and stuff you know i would love if they put metal militia back in the back in the set list that
1: would be fucking great yeah but they recently they they were playing in america and they opened up uh the show with whiplash right Wow! and they were they were taking it because you remember in the like 88 uh it's like we were hanging together in 88 but so (laughs) in 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 88 they'll be playing whiplash on the justice tour it was really really fast yeah, really fast, yeah. But uh, they took it kind of down to the original tempo, which I think was really cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, that helps.
0: Anyway. Work out as well, doesn't it? You know. <coughs> but then, well, this is now. I heard if we're going to go to, um, right, the lightning. This is the first one I bought with my own money. So this is maybe 1987. I bought this. Um, I don't think it was 86. It was definitely 87. Uh, how old are so, you 187? 87? 12. Well, 40. So <laughs> 40, yeah, no, 12. Um, but I, I I'd heard there was a TV, there was a show on um, Sky TV. My grandparents had a a satellite dish because my grandfather used to be a pilot and he brought it back from the USA. So we oh. in um, I saw MTV in 1983, 84. It was it was just a station they had on the TV. And Sky Monsters of Rock with Mick, Mick Wall in '86, '87. Me and my cousin used to sit and watch it on a Saturday afternoon. And '86, I was into A, same as UACDC and stuff like that. And, and then it got me into Iron Maiden. But they used to show stuff from the Ultimate Revenge, like Slayer, Exodus, Venom, and they used to show Metallica doing um from that Metal Hammer 84 clip that's on Cliff mm. and Wall. Um, they used yeah, to show yeah. that. And, and like we I just couldn't fucking believe how heavy it was and at the time going I, I don't think I'll ever get my head around watching a lesson or metal command you know Exodus It's too heavy or hella weights but by the middle of 87 I'd started to save up enough quid painting fucking roofs <clears throat> and painting this for my grandmother and whatever and collecting every piece every penny you could get well I used to get off the bus to school a little bit early to save 30p every day so you might have enough every two weeks to buy a vinyl and so middle of 87 I bought that and that was just total this was the game changer for me not uh, more so than kill them all because it's just to believe that they stepped up from kill em all to the to this songwriting ability is yeah, yeah, just,
1: yeah it's crazy
0: it's the headfield went from writing no life to leather gonna kick your ass tonight to fade to black one album
1: to the next is sort of yeah, beyond. But but, but but that's also sp- because you we were talking about it because kill them all it's basically written in 1981 two. and two. Yeah. Yeah. So and by the time in late well, the fire must stay in early 83. So yeah. that that, me- that means that Mustaine has been writing stuff for Ride the Lighting late 82. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I mean,
0: write-
1: I, I, the songwriting credits here are
0: like Fight fire with fire. I'm not gonna read them all up, but I mean you can see Burton has a songwriting credit on Fire, With Fire, Fire Foom the Bell Tolls, Fade to Black, Cthulhu, Ride the Lightning is in there as well, but with Mustaine. Um, so he's got credits on all of side one. You've got but you've all well, more interesting, you've got Hammett is also a songwriting credit on Trapped Under Ice Escape and Creeping Death. Burton is on Creeping Death as well, and Mustaine is stuck in there in Call of Cthulhu as well. So it's it's really much more um spread out songwriting credits there, you know. Yeah, but because, I mean, see, you can I mean, see Mustaine still
1: has some. It's more of a band there because, I mean, even Motor Breath mm-hmm. is from a band. Hetfield was he before Metallica. Mm-hmm. So it's the only Metallica song that Hetfield has a single writing credit for. Yeah, yeah. So by this time, they are sort of, uh, I mean, they have Burton in the band there. He wasn't really part of the the, the uh, writing process, so yeah, yeah. they have this they have this confident guy who mm. is uh, musically educated. Yeah, yeah. L- listening to Bach and teaching them all about harmonies. He was listening to Thin Lizzy with Eric yeah. Bell. He was a total Thin Lizzy fan. Uh, not to mention, he was listening to REM. <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, Yeah, I mean that is a way bigger album. Yeah, way bigger.
0: And but also just that opening, that fire, firewood, fire, and then the opening riff. I mean, can you imagine being in a band in '84 and hearing that first, and you're just like, Jesus Christ, we're all cooked. You know what I mean? I I often (laughs) think about that. I often think about that being in a B division band i don't know pick a, an exhumer or something and then hearing rain rain and blood and be like "Ah, oh, for fuck's sake but like being in a but hearing the opening tones of like because kill them all you can trace to motorhead you can hear sax and you can hear diamond head you can hear venom uh-huh. but this is something else completely yeah but this, this this is not smoke on the water this is a so, different leak and fat and fi- open and that fight fire with when it comes in you can imagine how many people just went "Oh, we're done
1: Yeah, it's 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 the same that uh, when they were being inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, there Mm -hmm. was Flea Flea from the Chili Peppers, another guy you would probably love. Yeah, Uh, he was he was uh, sort of talking about this that worst band of all time. I I know I know. Uh, So he was talking about this exactly in 1985. Yeah, he was driving and in the middle of the night and fight fire with fire, came on the radio. And he was just this guy into underground music, listening to punk or whatever. And he said, holy fucking shit. What is this? Yeah. Because it was just crazy because this was way beyond. Yeah. I mean, I think it's one of those things
0: whereby um, it it made people really, you know, Venom didn't make the rest of the world really sit up and take so much that much. Well, let me say that like this. You take the rest of the musical world, um, Motorhead was a kind of its own in its own little niche, but they weren't really paying that close artistic attention to New Ever British Heavy Metal or its influence, even though its influence was spreading further out and out. And the, the, popular, the popular myth was that, you know, all the anger that there was in youthful society was in Black Flag, was in bands like this. And then along comes Fight Fire with Fire and just goes, whoosh, sweeps the decks with everything and just yeah. goes, uh-oh, no, certainly not um TV party tonight is not your um the extreme voice of uh you know underground youth or whatever you want to say it you know because it's 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 a whole different other level of heavy my my copy is absolutely battered to fuck
1: it's it's completely i can't seem to find a copy here i, I, what? I oh yeah i i, can, <laughs> I uh, i'm going to tell you a story though this is the first cd that i stole Whoa. <laughs> So, and check, and check this out. Uh, Hello, Bjork, can you make a citizen's arrest? <laughs> so, I would go to the store, and yeah. I, I stole it, but this is at the times where they didn't have the CDs in the cases. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So, I came home with an empty case. Right. So, I, I would just listen, but I had it on cassette. Yeah. So, I would just listen to the cassette. And, and look at the CD.
0: Yes. well, I got the record first, and I used to spend hours looking at this. And it's a weird choice of pictures, if you think about it. Like the, um, like I used to spend hours looking at Kirk Hammett's dirty sock, or just looking at oh, like that—that's what it must be like to be in a backstage room, just standing there being sweaty and dirty, and always thinking to myself, "I, I think I'd like to be in that
1: bit," you know, but, not but, the other but, bit, you know. But it's kind of interesting because they did something cool there, even on the Kill 'Em All. <laughs> They're sort of pulling the kiss card. They look like they're bigger than they are. I mean, they're least. having. I mean, they have like sort of this godly band photos. You know, they're like eighteen-year-old guys with you no know, money. Uh, well, they're fairly they little. They're little spotty oikes in the back of Kilimau. You know. Yeah, but maybe not this one. But you know, but when you're the live going pictures. into yeah, the live picture you have and. Even we'll go to, to later, even on the Master of Puppets uh, band photos, they're supporting Bon Joey in the fucking stadium. And yeah, yeah. it's like 100,000 people there. It's not yeah, their yeah. crowd. Yeah, no, it's, no, it's, it's kind of cl- it's clever. Yeah. But it's them. I mean, is this yeah. your
0: favorite Metallica record?
1: No, nah, I mean, I've had this uh, debate many times. Close. Uh, so, uh, no, it, it's not. but... The songs yeah. on it i mean there's maybe two fillers there yeah it trapped under ice and escape yeah and then again from uh creeping death or was it whom the Tolls"? i think whom the Tolls" was written in the studio really so they came uh i mean it's it's not uh there's not a lot not a, lot, not, a lot, not a lot of things happening in the song it's a fairly cheap song it's just, yeah it is it's, it is in a way and it's, no, oh, it's
0: but, uh, but, but it has a brilliant lyric it's one of headfield's best lyrics it's an amazing lyric right yeah, it's for
1: somebody who's only 21 but, or years old but it it's the 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 opening part of course cliff it makes it there's one riff there yeah, yeah. and some simple chorus it's not a lot it's not fade to block or uh ride the lightning or cthulhu or something no like no that.
0: totally i totally but i totally agree with you yeah it's two riffs basically put together I know an, o- an yeah. opening, an end, and a brilliant lyric to tie it all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so and also so, spelt wrong on the back of the record. Spelt oh. wrong. Room the bells
1: so, uh, on the back of the record. So, uh, it's trapped under ice, which is. a film. But I like it. A- I like trapped under Eyes.
0: I think it's cool. It, you
1: know? I mean, I love this album. Don't get me wrong. But if you're going to put the songs in a in a, in a quality order, uh, yeah, trapped right. under Eyes is not in the top three. No, 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 no. it's to an escape, even though I love the lives for yeah. my own. You live my own way. Don't get me wrong, but then again, escape is sort of a, a an attempt to write a radio hit. Um, escape is weird for me
0: because it's it's got a bad lyric. It's a sort of a, I'm an I'm on the outside trying to get in, blah blah blah. It's a bit teenage angsty.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, it's, but it's, but the the song itself, it's kind of poppy. It's a bit rocky, all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's so it,
0: right. it's, it's a bit too influenced by Diamond Head and their in their rocky yeah. phase or something, you know.
1: It's it, it's 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 way more into the wane of uh radio standards than fight fire with fire or colour sure, Cthulhu. Sure, sure. But I would say the riff at
0: the end of Escape the Lives For da- I uh, 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 that riff at the end, put that at yeah, the start and yeah. get rid of the some little bits another song to be. Written out yeah. of that riff, I think you
1: know. Another thing on this album is that once I was listening to it in headphones, and yeah. I sort of. Uh, you, if you should try this, I, uh, if you if you're watching this, I'm gonna challenge you to do this. <laughs> take down a to take down a white piece of paper and a pencil and mark and start listening to the album and mark X every time Lars starts a small fill. Because. Every time he does so many of them But it's, at this
0: stage But at this stage Wasn't he doing the thing of not recording I mean I What I understood is that back then He barely ever recorded a song in one take And he was splicing takes together For Ride the Lightning and Master Puppets And the little broops Are his own punctuation for the splices Because I don't think he ever Apparently he hardly ever
1: did a take In so, one go. Okay, So the thing is when they <laughs> when they arrived to Copenhagen, Fleming Rasmussen said that he was a disaster. Lars yeah, was yeah. a disaster. He was a terrible, terrible drummer, yeah. and he thought this would be a really tough task, hard task to make an album with this guy. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, but uh, there's click track used on the album, obviously, to to cut it. So. He can't get away with s- s- speeding up and down. So they're using some sort of uh, meter. They probably didn't call it click track back, in, back then. When did,
0: uh, metron- when,
1: did, when did click track begin? I, I, I don't know. No, but was... uh, What's it called? The metronometer or something? Metronome, dic- dic- metronometer. Dic- yeah, yeah. yeah. Dic- so using dic- something dic- like that. Uh, I know for sure that in, uh, let's just say, go to Just For All, there's probably a guy working 24-7 with a razor blade and a gaff yeah. tape yeah, yeah, twenty four seven.
0: Yeah, 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 without a doubt. You can hear that in the songwriting that it's completely disjointed, and there's mistakes in, in, in. For example, in one, there's offbeats that come in on fifth bars and stuff which don't make sense, and you can tell that was probably a splice that was then left in because they went, oh, it sounds pretty cool. But no, I think uh, that I, uh, I think uh, that was uh, they were splicing okay. things in. I'm sure in Ride the Lightning and Master Puppets, you know.
1: uh you know, we can go into that. That's a different talk. I, I have okay. a point on point there, <laughs> uh, but he is doing stuff. He's not being Phil Rudd. With just no. doing, He's really yeah, yeah. following the riff. Uh, he's doing his own thing, and we. I mean, we. I could talk for nine hours just about Lazulik, if you want. Well,
0: but they never. What well, he never ride symbol He ever
1: hardly ever goes on the ride symbol which is fucking weird. Well, well, there is right symbol on uh Red
0: Lightning. Yeah, true. I mean there of course there's right symbol somewhere, but I mean if you listen out for it he barely ever
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah but, he but never, that's, like, that's he that's, never
0: he never owned Nicky McBrains or
1: he never can 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 No, can, no. Can, But that's sort never. of his style that's sort of his style and I think I don't think there is right symbol on Master of Puppets, but there's no right symbol on Just for All. There's no right symbol on the black album. There's, yeah. there's a, there's a right symbol comes. Any. I can't think no, of any. a right symbol c- comes back has a comeback uh, when they do uh, until he it sleeps. It's the first right symbol you hear <laughs> since basically. <inaudible> <inaudible> the, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I, Interesting. Deep cut Lars Ulrich stuff. If you want, if you want to go. But there? Is
0: there yeah, no, I know the bit you're talking about. But that, is there a right symbol on? Kill
1: them all. Yeah, there's a right on, I think, even hit the lights, it's the right symbol in the beginning, I think so. It's
0: hot,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, but I yeah. Op- I, th- I, think, I, think, I think the opening on hit the lights is the right symbol. Mm. Uh, there is the right symbol on kill them all, yes. Mm. But he just sort of gets rid of it by then, you know? But. Yeah, Fleming Fleming
0: Rasmussen did what an incredible job he did. And isn't it weird that more people didn't end up going to him? And it was a it was a brilliant decision to get away from America, I think, from Metallica.
1: Yeah, but, you know, they they, of course, complained. I mean, Cliff was not happy there. Uh, uh, Europe was different uh, in 1984 five than it is today for for America. But it was very cold and but I mean, you, Lars, being a European, mm. did so much to or for Metallica. I mean, here comes this rich European kid, uh, only child, spoiled brat. Yeah, yeah, which his dad has been taking him to Deep Purple while he was 10 years old. And yeah, yeah. and the guy would be going to England to stalk bands. Well, he was probably living in America back then, though, but Motorhead, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, th- there couldn't have been any other guy than Lars Ulrich doing this. I mean... Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. You know, I mean, he he's
0: certainly the perfect foil for Metallica. I mean, people complaining about him not being the greatest drummer. Yeah, it doesn't really make any difference because Metallica is what it is because of who he is as well. I yeah, mean, and also, I, also, I can't hear Ride the Lightning with different drumming. I don't want I mean, to hear I, it
1: with... No, no. I mean, I love his drumming on this album. I love his drumming on all these albums. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's it's. it wasn't until like, uh, let's say, 90s that he's just said, fuck it. I don't have to prove myself. Mm -hmm. I know in my heart that I've beat all these guys. I don't give a shit. I just don't care. He's like Ricky Giroir of the Golden Globes. Just, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, just I don't care. So I think Lars says that today he, he isn't competing with anyone. He lives for being in Metallica, playing these songs. But in 1985, he was trying to prove himself, yeah, and yeah. He's, he continues to prove himself until he's done with justice. Well, I think
0: I think even even by about 1992, I would say then uh, 92 93. After that, he just kind of goes, ah, look. Life is collecting yeah. art, cocaine, drinking wine, at sure. party, and whatever. Who cares? I've who, we've done our, we've done who, our. I've done my double. I've done my double pedal at the end of Fight Fire with Fire. Yeah, you know? yeah. Who wouldn't have done that? Nobody. So you know, yeah. Well, I give you three creeping debts. You have what? Three as well. I have three creeping deaths. <laughs> I mean, it is it. It's again what I love about the two EPs. That, you know, especially with the covers, as in you've got Am I Evil and Blitzkrieg, which are um, just the idea that you've got these two special bonus covers. Oh, the mission, yeah, I have that as well. The mission sits beside Metallica in mine. Although I only like the first few mission EPs, I don't like um, uh, what is that? Carved in Sand, God's Own Medicine, even. This one? Yeah, I'm not a huge fan uh, of that. It's a bit too light. I love this one really I like the two I like the eps before that one two and three or whatever they are the more electronic ones
1: but anyway that's a different discussion isn't it so uh but then again I mean what I mean writing a song like call of Cthulhu I mean yeah it's crazy I mean the song yeah. is just I mean we're both in our 40s and we would die to have that song on our albums today yeah. yeah
0: it's absolutely incredible and it's dark as fuck it's absolutely dark you know
1: yeah uh i have i have this one here okay all right i ugh, angels from hell wow yeah look at that but yeah, uh, but this is obviously uh what,
0: what's on the back
1: it's uh, fucking weird looking it's just, it's just a bootleg so but you know it's obviously a bootleg from 19 19- 80? No, there's battery is here. Oh yeah, so it's 86. But it's mostly. No, there's you know thing that shouldn't be and battery is here, so it's 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 uh it's younger. I thought it was older. I have this one though as well. And this is uh Paris, France, 1984. All oh, right, okay. Wow. Escape Ballard. Okay. What's the sound of so, that? One like? It's 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 okay. Um uh, here they are starting with Whiplash, Seek and Destroy, Metal Militia, Fight Fire with Fire, Phantom Lord pulling teeth, trapped under ice. Right, so they're putting them in the set
0: before they've released the next album. Interesting, yeah, yeah. Do you think they, yeah, did so they play should... any did they play any shows in Europe around recording Ride the Lightning? I wonder—is that possible? No, no, For no. Uh, well, you mean the same trip? Well, I don't know because that—that's obviously before Ride the Lightning* come out, right? Or else uh, they'd be playing more—they'd so- be playing more songs from it. Oh yeah, you're right.
1: Uh, well, uh, bands did that back in the day, yeah, right? Yeah. They would play one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't really do it today. No. No, no. But I guess you know. But I guess in. Um this is 18th of january 84 i guess they're kind of tired of playing hit the lights all every day
0: but it's interesting that they made it already to europe in on the first album in january 84 i mean i didn't know about who would that tour have been with raven or something maybe or i don't know probably or is that around that metal hammer paradise Fest or whatever it's called you know the
1: famous footage that's 84 isn't it oh no that's 85 it's 85. 85 isn't it yeah so you know I used to have I-, I have more of these on CDs somewhere because I used to collect uh, sort of in the 90s I would collect all these uh Cliff bootlegs all the Metallica bootlegs prior yeah. to 86 I
0: had I had a few I had like Dublin 88 and a few other ones but a lot of the CD bootlegs I had of bands I just gave away over the last couple of years I don't collect CDs I don't give a shit about them I had loads of Manowar bootlegs and loads of whatever and I'm not even not really interested vinyl bootlegs are different but i don't have yeah. any metallica say, saying that i do have of course the metallica on demo city but i don't have the,
1: well um, I, I i used to have uh quite many i have to listen to, listen to, been you know in the 90s prior to forming solstavid i would be a bass player oh yeah so the from na- yeah so uh you know from 1989 Eight, I would be playing bass. All the all the way till sort of ninety four. Mm. So Cliff was always my hero. So I would re- really be collecting all these, uh, yeah, this, uh CD bootlegs.
0: Anyway, are we done with Ride the Lightning? Yeah, let's go on to what I think is the best album, Master Puppets. I mean, this is to me, this is the biggest beast of them all. It's up. I mean, it's, Ride the Lightning is just under it. And then you've got Em All" and the "Justice for All" either side okay. of that. But this is this is the big one. This is
1: the like. Are you ready? Yeah. James. Wow!
0: Look, there, there you go. Fucking hell. Kirk. Look. Lars.
1: Wow! Top cool. that! Top! Top that! Bitch.
0: No, I can't. <laughs> I can't at all. When did so, you get you that
1: know, uh, A friend of mine gave it to me. Wow. Okay. Cool. So, so uh, this is music for nations um yeah so is mine
0: oh no hang on mine is something else let's examine this um new electrical way distribution music made in france wow french okay didn't realize that mine is a completely different label
1: what's your label look like uh on the album yeah yeah the middle label it's just uh, just like this here okay yeah see yours is.
0: that's what most most of mine are but this one is um 1986 music disc this is the french pressing the well record. mine
1: my, mine seems
0: to be original pressing here yeah mine is original but it's a, a french one i guess is it is it you uh, say pressing or european pressing
1: i have another one here oh yeah it's this one here oh vertigo okay that's well that's the original label isn't it vertigo i don't know
0: Music for nations and vertigo, I guess, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I i I remembered one thing here. Hey, hey, okay. hey, what color is your lyric sheet there? What your color l- is co-
1: it? It's black. Mine's red. Ah. Well, this is uh phonogram <laughs> vertigo 86, nothing's what color is
0: you? what color is it in the other in the other copy?
1: Black. This is proper nerd stuff. To- ah, oh, mine's red. That's fucking oh. weird. You fucking nerd.
0: <laughs> no no i mean that's weird because it always bugged me that it was red it was like why would you put white on red but yeah mine's red that's really strange but uh, some record label, I, record label I, just thought, decides
1: oh let's just print it in a different color than the band meant but alan i didn't really know this that this is recorded in september 85. yeah so yeah, yeah. the su- I, I know that the summer of 85 is when they're writing this album. Sweet Silence oh, okay. just Copenhagen, Denmark. Mixed by Michael
0: Wagner. I see it's mixed. It's recorded by Fleming, but it's mixed by Michael Wagner, who, of course, did fucking Dokken and all sorts okay, of stuff. Okay,
1: so, so did Fleming mix or record Justice? He.
0: That's a good point. Let's get to that when we get to that, though. Okay, because, I'm gonna because I, this I is this is it, this is mixed by Michael Wagner. Yeah.
1: Okay, I'm gonna see here what is this uh what have you got there all
0: with the glasses off with the glasses fuck middle age what i know i'm just don't mind me i'm just giving out about my eyes yeah
1: well i mean okay let's do one thing here. so if you, if, you, if you look at the tra- I mean, okay, this is the photo I was talking about. Here they are, yeah, yeah, opening yeah. up for Bon Jovi or something. Yeah, yeah. And another thing that's funny here, at this time, Lars is using double hi-hat. Oh, yeah. Is he? He used he used double hi-hat uh, for, at least on this tour. Like Gene used- Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Except Gene Hoagland probably needs two because he's a good drummer. <laughs> he's, he's playing the Burning of Sodom, yeah. But an- anyway, so if you, I mean, the track list here, okay. Obviously, Battery and Master of Puppets are among the greatest two songs in heavy metal history,
0: right? Yeah, well, I think I would, I would say every single track on this more or less is, yeah. But go on. So
1: the, th- the thing that should not be, I mean, it's not a filler. It's a great, great song. Yeah, it's an amazing song it's it's it's, yeah.
0: it's maybe it's maybe one of the darkest songs they ever wrote i mean yeah just and, that, that, and,
1: and and that song lyrics is, is, is this is the first song that they use drop tuning yeah yeah so yeah. Uh, until this until this they are playing live and recording in e-standard tuning yeah so it's not until on the black tour that they go half toned down because of yeah. Hatfield's voice so,
0: but I, I it, would also it, say
1: on that on that particular song,
0: Hammett's solo is a masterpiece. This is the album I think where Hammett puts his uh, his own way more of his own personality yeah. on the solos and adds yeah. an
1: incredible amount to the songs. Yeah, me. I mean, Hammett has been in the band here for three years. He has been yeah. in the band for three minutes on Kill 'Em All. Yeah. Oh no! Well,
0: I mean, of course, so, we got ride the lightning in between, of course. Yeah, but I yeah. think, yeah, that, yeah. I think, I think his sprawling. I mean, the thing that should not be, which is about, you know, Cthulhu Lovecraft. He makes that solo and that tone his own, and the yeah.
1: riff of the end. I mean, is... I, I yeah. fucking love Kirkhamet, uh, and I think he's a weirdo in general. But I love his guitar playing. I've never understood that people are trash talking Kirkhamet. That's just like, I think there's anyway, a moment. So- I think, I think there's a moment
0: a bit like Lars 15 years ago or so, where it seemed like, I don't like his live tone much. I don't care for his live distorted tone. um, And I don't, and I think there was a, a moment where he seemed to get really sloppy. But for sure, playing as, see on these albums, you don't hear his rhythm playing because he isn't playing rhythm. He's only doing the solo. Hetfield is doing all rhythms, as I understand. On yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, so, just, just this, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you watch videos of Metallica in the 90s, I always thought his live tone was too distorted too hard and he's it just sounded like his playing wasn't obviously as tight as as headfield but like i didn't like his live tone you know but this is so his play his solos on this record are they're just fucking incredible although i do think which one thing is weird is i don't know did you ever listen to this band from england called bleak house no it's a new british heavy metal band and their hit is welcome home sanitarium what do you mean it's the exact. It's the exact same song, the exact oh. same chord progression. I'll, I'll send you the link. But it, uh, when did right, that? Did when I did
1: it? when did when did that come out? Eighty two or something. They basically yeah, but, lifted, okay. they yeah, lifted but, the
0: whole song, you know. Yeah,
1: but don't don't. Uh, I mean, there's another fun thing for uh, Leopard Messiah. Yeah, go on. You're googling stuff. Leopard Messiah is of course uh, influenced by David Bowie. Sure, but well, um. I think I'm going to be
0: allowed to play this because I can't imagine there's any copyright on this, but just let me um, find this while you're talking. Uh, Because Welcome Home is one of my favorite songs on it. Um, I think it's this song.
1: Yeah It sounds similar, yeah, you're right. But hey, uh, no one is inventing the wheel here. I can't hear it anymore. It's out. I would recommend people go and
0: listen to Re- Bleak House Rainbow Warrior. Okay. Okay. Uh, I will put it. That it is. Good. I mean, I don't. I don't care. Lots of bands rip off each other bands, but yeah, 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 it's yeah, just yeah. when you listen to that song, and you go, "Oh wow, they've just lifted almost all the chord progressions." You know,
1: that's proper Metallica nerdism right there. I think it was different in the 80s because information flow was harder
0: yeah I mean that's that's a very very deep new British heavy metal cut of a band who I don't think even got to make a record uh, But most so, okay. people wouldn't,
1: you know uh, so so there's two David Bowie influences here obviously did you know about them well maybe I don't know I'm not really into I mean them, but I- no but you know of, of course these guys are listening to other stuff I mean mm. you, ju- you just mentioned this Bleak House thing um of course uh there's leopard messiah title is from a david bowie lyric like a leopard messiah okay it's a kirk that's hammett's a good, idea a good, good, it's a good title to rip off yeah yeah so that's kirk hammett's idea uh, and then there is this a uh, riff and battery that's uh a riff from david bowie song Okay. I can't remember the David Bowie song, but so, you know, they basically took it. It's it's such a special riff. It's from a David Bowie song.
0: Sure.
1: Then, of course, the whole Orion thing is still easy, of course. Anyway, so.
0: I mean, that's fair enough, but I don't, I mean, I'm sure Venom is more important still in 1986 than David Bowie, but, you know. I don't, so. but... I, I don't think so. I don't think so.
1: You don't so think Damage
0: we- I mean, look, I'm, I, I'm just kind of like... I get what you mean, but I kind of don't... So I, I always push back against people trying to make things more open-minded than they are because if you listen to Damage Incorporated, this owes more to Venom Black Metal than it does to David Bowie or whatever, you know? I mean, yeah, so I yeah, would yeah. push back to put things back into their box before people who aren't metal start no, no. claiming
1: but, this but, for their own, you know? But I, th- I think... If these four guys here, give shit
0: about, you know, if
1: these guys here only listen to fucking Venom, this album would never have been as good as yeah, it as that, is. of course, of course. That's, but that's
0: not what I'm saying. What I'm trying to say no. is that, well, no, of course not. But what I'm trying to say is that people, when people talk about say something like Master Puppets and they want to talk about the diverse range of influences, I don't think you can still get away with the bedrock of Metallica still in 1995
1: being Motorhead. Iron Maiden, Judas Priest. No, 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 no no, 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 not not at all. They they're still they're still pushing the envelope to be more fast and more extreme. Yeah, I mean damage incorporated is yeah, exactly. So you know? so 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 they are I mean and they still are gonna do that for the next years because until justice, of course. But anyway, we're still in song number three, mate. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well I just played you a bleak house to welcome home. Yeah, 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 exactly. Let's go over the Cuckoo's I'm, Nest lyric. Brilliant lyric again. So Welcome Home is uh, not a filler as well because it's no, no. a f- fucking masterpiece. Yeah, absolutely. And, and my favorite version of this is uh, on Mall It's a Ross Gilder Festival. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah.
0: It's really, really, really cool. Oh, version. yeah. Goosebumps, Hatfield like... is in beast mode. Yeah, yeah. It's a really, yeah. really amazing version. Yeah, Great, Great version. version. Cl- on Mall. Yeah, who's out of tune on the version of For whom the bell tolls?
1: Hey, Hatfield's out of tune, isn't he? Well, probably he's really beating up this guitar, yeah. So he's, they don't really very, have
0: he's very excited,
1: yeah. Anyway, go on. Um, uh, uh, it's, it's also interesting that they are writing all these long songs, they are not heading for the radio hits here. I mean. No. shortest they, shortest shortest song here is Batteries is 510. And Battery but, is such a fucking brutal song, it's not gonna be on the yeah. radio.
0: They've also they still haven't made a video yet, which is different from many yeah. of their
1: peers. Megadeth have yeah. made a few for P Cells by now, and you know they, they, make videos. They, they were still trying to be cool and saying we, we, we're not a video band, we don't make videos. Mm. They're still there. Uh so first song on site, I mean. Side one is fucking untouchable. We agree yeah. on that album. Yeah, okay. totally. It, it, it's basically the same with Ride the Lightning. Side one is untouchable, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, side two, Dis- Disposable Heroes. Uh,
0: I couldn't fault it. I couldn't fault it. What do you mean? I couldn't say anything bad about that side of the song. No, 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 no.
1: It's a great song. Uh, it's not in the top three, four on this album, but it's a great song um mm. uh leopard messiah as well it's a great song maybe that's the least song here i don't know it's it's yeah it feels like it's, feels like blasphemy me to say it yeah it did it probably it's the one that's a uh, a 9.4 instead of a 9.5 out of 10 <laughs> or a 9.9 yeah yeah, yeah. You know? yeah so and and the next two songs i don't really need to talk about them because they're so no. good yeah so
0: overall uh, i i mean overall this is my I mean this is my favorite metallic record, but I also think yeah. this might just be arguably the greatest heavy metal album of all time.
1: Certainly yeah, but then in again, the top few, you know. Then again, uh uh let's be really blasphemous here, if that's a word. Oh. If there's a one I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say leopard messiah is a filler, but if someone is close to being a filler, it's leopard messiah. Yeah. Uh, do, about that do, do, do. it's not a filler but it's you know yeah. among know you among among the big trees in the forest it's a little bit lower yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so it's that's likely less
0: genius yeah
1: yeah so then we only have one of those songs on this album while well, you have two Ride the lightning sure but even even leper messiah as a filler is still far exceeds it's a great the... fucking song yeah. so you know and then of course orion i mean oof, what can I don't, know, say, about, but I don't I just, know. I just think if you had to
0: rank the songs, one song has to be at the bottom, even if they're all genius. Yeah, and That's, yeah, got, yeah, to be, man, that's got to be *Leper Messiah*, I guess. But yeah, I mean, *Damage Incorporated* just finishes the album with a a "fuck you," which
1: is yeah. They're so still extreme, you know? they're still saying, "Hey, you're calling a sellout? Fuck you!" Because let's not forget, they were starting started being calling sellouts when they wrote Fate to Black*. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. So, oh, acoustic guitar, you fucking wimps and posers. Leave the hole. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and then, of course, here, they are using more harmony acoustic guitar. Who would be using harmony acoustic guitar? True. That's a lot of uh, Cliff Burton coming in and teaching the guys all the stuff he was learning from Phil It. So Cliff wrote all the part in the middle part in Orion, of course. Uh, yeah. it's obviously he's listening to f- f- thinly. Uh, and well, I, would the, have
0: said, I, I would have said it's more, it's more also influenced by classical music as well. You know, I mean, yeah, it, it's, yeah, yeah. The, the, the formation of the notes is not really blues scale stuff, it's more like classical music stuff, isn't it? In a that's way, that's what he, he, he was classically trained, he was listening to Bach and Beethoven and. Shit. But it's most people. I mean, I think when you were a kid, you didn't really realize that the uh uh like the note, the tone that comes in that that is the bass, swelling on distortion, and then the that bit. Um, you didn't when you were a kid, you didn't realize. Oh, that's the bass. doing that, you know. Or the
1: screaming under Calla is also the bass, you know. But you know, then again, you know, it's. uh I think. I, I don't know when I heard this album the first time because I know exactly when I heard Kill em All the first time. I don't know this one. It's somewhere in the 80s, late 80s. and I mean, I'd say, I'd say it's before. Um, for me, it's an end of 87.
0: Got it on a cassette from a friend's brother. And so I, I knew I had it. I had all three records before and Justice For All came out. So by only maybe by about a year before. Maybe somewhere of eighty-seven to somewhere of eighty-eight, I'd got all three of them, and I'd i owned Ride the Lightning, and I I mean I'm pretty sure this is my copy from back then when I was a kid, you know.
1: Yeah. Another but, thing is that like we were talking like we were talking about four. Uh, well, if you were Saxon in eighty-three and heard Kill 'Em All, you were like, oh fuck, I might as well just pack my bags and leave. Yeah. Well, I know see, for, see, I
0: know, you've got to go one of two ways, right? You either follow Def Leppard, Photograph, Out the Door. Yeah. Or you've got
1: Kill 'Em All on the other side. Still, yeah, middle, that's what, like I, I, the, what the that's what I knew. That uh, Rick Rubin played to some of the Metallica guys, uh, an early uh, you know, a a recording of Rain and Blood in '86 while they were doing this. Mm. So, or maybe it wasn't doing, but he played it before they it came came out, and they were like, Oh, fucking hell, how are we gonna top that? shit? because. <laughs> I you know, know you can't yeah yeah, you can't go anywhere no, with that. I mean, <laughs> because because they they were never buddies i mean they didn't no. tour hang together they were rivals yeah a lot of people don't realize but the,
0: those some of those bands in 83 84 they did like coast to coast runs but they didn't do huge 30 40 50 day tours in the beginning like slayer didn't tour that much before South of heaven, really, but they did, you know, a week here, five days here, 14 days here, etc. But they were still in vans going up and down the coast and stuff,
1: you know. It was probably different because people probably sold albums or maybe didn't have to. I mean, mm-hmm. guys like us. I like mean, I, had- I just think
0: there wasn't an actual,
1: there wasn't an actual um proper
0: organized touring schedule. Unless you were going, you were like Dio or the Scorpions or something doing... Um, you know sort of mini that's that's different league than slayer in mid mid 80s a a totally different league so you've got the punk bands doing bars and squats and their underground venue stuff and then you've got the metal bands where do they go into the 400 to a thousand places but do that where are those places how do you connect all the dots together because the managers and the money people probably don't see that there's enough money in a 500 venue being sold out for them to get up in, uh, to get involved because they're looking for, as I said, Scorpion yeah. deal all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, so they're yeah. in a dock and they're in another weird place, you know. Exactly. Anyway, well, so, um, uh, arguably a, a, another thing, arguably yeah. the greatest heavy metal album of all time, or at least in the conversation, Master Puppets.
1: to be. Yeah. Did, did, I, did I tell you that mine is signed by James? or? Yeah. I did I tell... You yeah. sure? Yeah. You want to see it? Yeah, I see it, James. So, um, so I mean, there's not many albums that you could say is a better heavy metal album than this. It's it's, no, it's possible. Absolutely not. Um it's it's I mean we're only talking possibly
0: Rain and Blood and a handful of others, you know.
1: Yeah, don't say the first Exodus album some of crap. <laughs> no, no. Um what about this? This is great. I love it i i was never a fan of this sorry it was just never my thing i think uh i never liked these songs really that much uh breath fan is great uh, i mean what are the songs here you've got Red. breath fan isn't even on this this is not my well, thing i never listened i never put this on i'm not a fan of this i don't know why
0: uh,
1: i love this i li- i just love the sound. Because I
0: like that rough, raw rehearsal sound that's on it. I really, I like it.
1: It's a funny thing because the, the the era that we are about to enter here is Justice for All, and yeah. I like Justice for All with no fucking bass sound. It's incredible. And
0: we just talked about that last night, me and my friend. I mean, I, I I love Injustice for All, but I like that guy who's on the bass channel that we shared. I would rather listen to Injustice for All. You can hear him doing all the runs, but I would rather listen to just For throw
1: probably with the sound of this almost, you know. I don't um, I don't. It's it's just it they I mean it's the same if you listen to Hello you can hear the tun dun 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 bass. Yeah. Al- along with heavy metal distorted guitar. I don't think these two things always are a perfect match. It's it's sort of I don't I wouldn't love hearing tun bass along with this super heavy guitar sound of just throw. Just it's not the same family, mate. It's just but that's because but that's because you grew up with it and you knew it. But it 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 I mean,
0: I think objectively it clearly well let's let's move let's go on to it. it objectively it clearly needs bass. I mean I don't I agree with you. It has a very cold um it like it's a very it's the first record that I would say book by Metallica. That doesn't have this rich dynamic tone. It's not a, it's not a, yeah. a it doesn't have um, it's it's not abrasive or dynamic like the old records. It's a kind of cold, distant, dark kind of record um that has super heavy lyrical themes. I mean, it's got some of the most grim songs. I mean, I'm thinking of Harvester of Sorrow and stuff like this, um, Dyer's Eve and stuff, but it clearly needs a bass tone I mean there's just no bass at all on it yeah
1: okay there's another thing that's interesting if you go on Spotify uh, you can see the uh, uh, the anniversary edition special edition yeah and that's like the whole eight nine songs that's on the album and it's like 50 other songs so you can have just for all work in progress yeah yeah have you listened to that no no so there you can hear the mixes are like, I don't know, 70, 80% of the final yeah, version. Yeah. But the bass is in. Yeah. You can hear it. It's fun to hear. Yeah. But it's not. I mean, blackened is not a better song, or I don't enjoy it more with the bass. I don't. Right. I think, but I, then again, I, think I think I would. Yeah, but then again, if I listen to if I listen to it live. Yeah uh today which i do uh hearing one or blackened with rob's great bass sound i love yeah. it yeah it's but the recording they're still pushing the envelope they're still not to mention first album ever with super clicky bass drums well i think i think actually in a way True or
0: false I agree. I, I think, you know, um, super clicky. I, I see I don't I actually think what they were doing is not pushing the envelope. I think actually what they were doing is making the envelope smaller. I.e. I think what they were trying to do was to recreate the sound in a way of them playing in their garage together, writing together. Just Hatfield and just um, Ulrich. And they were pretty much excluding the bass, excluding Hammett's Tone. I mean, Hammett, you know, plays a good, a good solo game on this record, don't get me wrong. But it sounds like a really insular record to me. Like it doesn't sound like it has dynamic scope or range. It sounds like they didn't listen to no, anybody no. who was helping them out. And don't get me wrong, it's a masterpiece, but it's the most flawed masterpiece of all of the first four uh, records. Yeah. It's the most
1: flawed, I think, you know. I'm I'm not a big justice guy. I mean, obviously there's songs there that are great. I mean, Black is great, To Live Is To Die is great, Die Is is great. But Harvester of Sorrow, Eye of Beholder, I'm not Well, Well, I, lo- I, lo- I love Harvester of Sorrow. It's one of the most, but I love Harvester of Sorrow. It's one of, the, like, the one thing about
0: this record is that it's got one of the greatest vocal Headfield performances. His vocals are brilliant.
1: No, 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 you're wrong.
0: Harvester of Sorrow is one of my favorite vocal
1: stuff from Headfield, you know? <laughs> Uh, I, I don't agree, but uh, that's just, you know, different. Opinions. Well, I mean,
0: it's not as good as it's not as good as Master Puppets, but it's it's headfield To me, it's headfield's sort of what seems to be political anger that sort of drives this record and the themes through it, you know, which are quite interesting. I like Shortest Straw. I like Harvester, Soros, Friday Ends of Sanity. One I could fucking never hear again and
1: I'd be happy. Yeah, one is like, I don't know, smells like tea. It, it was based or something. Yeah, it's too much. Uh, but it's a great album um uh, there's a really weird sounding of course i mean yeah but then they're always in between people's teeth uh, then of course next album was even more and the album after that even more and the next one the cover is great i love the cover i love the album. Cover, is, cover is great i remember having this as a back patch uh mm-hmm. on my old uh, denim jacket yeah. And i I remember when this came out because My old <laughs> denim jacket from the yes. 80s so uh because you know uh it's like a from a spray people would graph it on uh car parks uh yeah yeah just, so i remember when it came. i came out uh, so it's a it's a milestone album um of course they had lost cliff and um they have discovered the, the uh the drug called cocaine and they are touring a lot uh they're flying in helicopters to the studio to mix this fucking thing I think, so... they,
0: discovered, I think they discovered drugs before that but I yeah they,
1: mean... they have of course we forgot to mention that uh, Master of Puppets is about cocaine
0: yeah I mean they certainly they certainly were getting bigger and bigger I mean well, an interesting thing to watch is there's a Monsters of Rock 1988 sort of special and it's Metallica are stuck in the middle of like Dokken Scorpions I think Van Halen and a bunch of others and there's a 50 minute documentary on YouTube um which is quite interesting and revealing to watch you should um you have a look at it Dokken are sort of in it quite a lot I think um Kingdom Come are opening but stuck in the middle yeah. is Metallica bringing the hammer down with Justice for All stuff in between They le- they left they left everybody in the smoke Yeah yeah I mean Meg- Megadeth did the what the Alice Cooper tour Slayer did Wasp. Anthrax did Aussie, I think. I'm not sure. No, Metallica did Aussie. And I don't oh. think Anthrax Anthrax did a big support in 86 um, to get to, to move up into the kind of stadium supporting big bands, which, let's say this, which the thrash bands never returned the favor to the death metal bands. The old rock sure. guys brought out brought out the Metallicas and the Megadets, but um, Slayer never brought out Sepultura or Obituary or they never... Really? No, never. No, Not in the early 90s, like Megadeth, Megadeth, etc. If you even look at Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden have never, ever brought out in the last 20, 25 years, a relevant heavy metal band. Not some bullshit new metal or some fucking funeral for a friend rubbish that everyone just stands there in silence. Or they bring, brought, you know, an
1: old, old classic band. But they never, ever, they never brought out... Yeah, but... I do you th- really think it's Steve Harris or Bruce? No, That's no, Small. I don't.
0: That's I yeah, more. Was... Yeah, For yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But you read read the Noise Records book, and it, it, they uh, Halloween talk about how he just sank their career. He took over yeah. managing them after Keeping their Seven Keys too, and they yeah, were the okay. only they were the only kind of global threat to Iron Maiden, okay. and I think selling more records in the USA maybe than Iron Maiden, or almost okay, on the way up, you know. Let's keep he's, focused. He's let's keep. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's, keep, let's keep focused, mate. Okay. okay, is this better than Kill 'Em All?
1: Wow, what a great question. Um, wow. Ah, well, difficult question.
0: Yeah.
1: Yes, because and ma- no. Master Puppets. Because uh, for me,
0: it's Master Puppets One, Ride the Lightning, Kill 'Em All, and Justice for All. Yeah. And the difference there is
1: between ten out of ten and nine out of ten. Out of, from my personal view, this is not a better album than. Well, it's really hard to say. I like Kill All better because it's more punk. It's more aggressive, it's more heavy. Mm -hmm. But I mean, the songs on there, uh, like the songs I mentioned, I'm like uh, Black and Deliver's Die, Die is Eve. They're 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 way better than No Remorse or. They are. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So I I can't really answer it. But, you know, it's it's a good album, but it's not my thing, this album. No, I I I would agree. I mean, it's it's right stuck in.
0: It's the first album, Metallica album that came out that I bought the day it came out. I wasn't old enough or into Metallica to buy for Master Puppets, but by the time this came out, I was like, right, I'm primed and ready. It's coming out today. Let's stand in the queue. It's the first one that I bought, and in in theory, it should have the have the have that part of my heart
1: yeah, as a things, as yeah. a child,
0: yeah. but it doesn't. It's Master Puppets and Ride the Lightning that I got the year the summer before. That hold a, yeah. that hold my twelve year old um
1: yeah. you know self more than my thirteen year old self. But there's a lot of people sort of in my circle of friends who hold this album up as their greatest.
0: Yeah. I I've Johnny talking to my friend Shawnee last night and he's like, This is the best top three album of all time, of all heavy metal. I was like, Shawnee, is Shawnee is a
1: Shawnee's a lunatic.
0: <laughs> Shawnee,
1: you're a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yep. mate.
0: No, it's okay. But it's, it's still a fucking
1: masterpiece though. Yeah. Show me uh so if you're done with this one, I'm dying to see your next one.
0: Well, I mean, I only have, I, I don't, ah, I can't find awesome. my one 12 inch. You must have all of them. So I only have, I only have Harvester's no. of 12 inch, yeah. which has Red Fan and The Prince in the back. Another Diamond Head cover. Okay, cool. What's on the back of that? What's the B side of that one?
1: Uh, from whom the of Life and Sanitarium.
0: Oh right, okay. I never, I never yeah. bought that. Uh, is that, is that from Binge and Purge? Yeah. Okay, I never bought. It. See, here's where I stopped buying anything. Like eight post eighty-eight, I don't buy any. I don't. I mean, I own a f- i own. I found that I own one Metallica record, which you're, which I'll keep as a secret for now until the new yeah. one, which I bought. The new one was the first one I bought since and just seventy-two.
1: Yeah. So okay. 72,
0: yeah. Yeah. I love the old post artwork, though. It's fucking so awesome. It's really good. They're really good. I used to have an original uh, Damage Incorporated shirt, which I cannot find anymore. Someone would please like
1: to uh, donate one to me. That would be awesome. But yeah, I like the Breadfan budgie cover and the Prince Diana. bread Breadfan cover. The, the first time I saw them live in 1998, they yeah. started up, it was at the Dynamo Festival, 98 or 99. Yeah. Uh, they opened up with Breadfan. And... Breadtham has been uh, used to, you know, they used to open the sets with Bretton for years. Crazy. Crazy song to open with. So bizarre. Yeah. Well, anyways. Um, so- I don't own the Black Album. The black <laughs> album. Okay, so uh, I have it on CD somewhere. Yes. I, uh, I remember the day when I bought, it's, you know, I'm in central Reykjavik now and the next street uh, was the record store. Uh, it's still the same, same store is still there. I remember the day going there and buying it. I remember it came there on CD vinyl cassette. Yeah. Uh, They were so huge. It's 91. I remember uh, my friend, he was working in the store. Uh, And I remember buying the CD and it was, it was like minimum version of Beatlemania. They were that big. I mean, when this album was was crazy here as well, it was crazy here as well. It was crazy. So they were so big and, I, I was not the kid saying, oh, they sold out, blah, blah, blah. I got it sort of more later from people. But I think the Black Album is a great album. Yeah, I uh, agree with you. Of, co- of course, Ant is the same. It's the smoke on the water. It's the uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit or Ace of Spades. It's there. Uh, if you look at songs like Unforgiven, My Friend of Misery, it's just great shit. Yeah, yeah, this is really good stuff. And yeah,
0: I mean, I mean, wherever I may roam, sounds like Candlemass. Yeah, it, it's 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 great.
1: Exactly. But yeah. they became that big, of course. Uh, If you're a cool kid in your teens, that's not cool. Yeah, having that on your backpacks. Yeah, I, I, I mean, absolutely
0: not. I mean, I no, it, it came. No. Out, I'm not a I'm not a black album hater. I think it's a great album. Um. I don't own it. I don't need, I didn't need to own it. But at the time in 1990, I was just underground trading for Masters yeah, Hammer. Yeah, of course, of course. I couldn't give a shit about the Black Album, but yeah, but, but, the it, the but what surrounded it was insanely huge. You could just literally hear droom, 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 from like walking down the street, yeah, people playing it in the front rooms. And it was just such a huge social, cultural zeitgeist to moving towards that what what was a really pure rock metal album i mean if you th- I, th- I think if you strip it back it's it's sound you'll hear trouble and coc of course but i think you hear sabbath all over it like you hear course. you'll hear groove rock and you i think you can hear uh, to me there's more riffs that are similar on the black album to kill em all in the sense that you can hear do, 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 do. like you could hear groove rock of um you know lizzy and stuff more in the, in the note in the playing of some parts of motor breath is more like traditional rock structure chords um but the black album is just super refined but i will say this i listened to the the 30-year remaster on spotify and Mm -hmm. i didn't recognize i didn't like the sound on the what they've done to it now at all what do you mean they've sunk the guitars made the drums very loud and the vocals very loud to me it sounds like unless it's my ears but it sounds like they've sunk it and it's smaller sounding
1: To me. Oh, well, you should. I don't know. It's probably, maybe it's not the same sound if you would listen to the original CD. But of course, what what, what changed a lot was, of course, I mean, Lars always used to be sort of admiring Neil Mm -hmm. Peart and uh, Ian Pace and loving these guys doing this complicated stuff. But at that time, he was more into embracing uh, Charlie Watts and some more simplicity, guys. Uh, Bro- you know, like ACD, stuff, yeah. ACD, ACDC drumming style and stuff like yeah. that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's You can't argue with it. I mean, it's just because it was so ubiquitously huge, and it also got people who'd never listened to Metallica before into Metallica. And what happened, I think, was that Metallica ceased to be my band or our band.
1: It was now their band. Everybody's band. Yeah, it, and that's. It, and it, I it, didn't. It's, I didn't. It's even, not. It's not this in 92. So far. No,
0: but, and uh, that, and that, and that never—it didn't bother me at the time because I'd already left the hall. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, I'd already yeah. by '89. I only give a shit about altism madness. But yeah, even yeah. by '88, by Justice for All, I was listening to Blood Fire, Death, Malicious Maleficarum, Leprosy. I just, I just didn't really care that much about this. Uh, Same with Slayer. Yeah. I mean, Seasons of the Abyss isn't my record. South of the Heaven is my last real Slayer record. I love. Megadeth lost me after so far so good. So, what even though I love Rust in Peace now at the time, I wasn't that interested. But, it,
1: but it, it's, diff- if, if, if it's different looking at it today as a grown man than when you were a teenager, of course. Hey, of course, of course, of course. I mean, but, you know, objectively, uh, it's a good record, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you listen to uh, I don't know if, if I'm playing my car and nothing else matter comes in, and by, yeah. by the time by the time Hatfield says yeah yeah before this yeah. guitar solo i'll tune it up max man it's it's a fucking killer it's, yeah. a, it's a heavy man
0: i i can't argue with that what's the other ballad from the album
1: it's uh unforgiven and uh unforgiven yeah. is a great song The unforgiven, the
0: rip the, the heavy riffs in the other unforgiven i would kill to have them in the fucking middle of a fucking primordial song i love the... yeah yeah I know Unforgiven am two as well but the unforgiven riffs when it goes it's great stuff man it's great brilliant stuff.
1: that's a that's a brilliant riff that's a great great part and of course their their whole plan was to have my friend of misery as these the, the next you know the came uh, the Cthulhu the Orion the Livest to die uh what is that
0: <laughs> not that's the only one i own after this one <laughs>
1: I just uh, anyway, so yeah. after that one, I mean, they became they became U two. I mean, yeah. yeah.
0: But then I so, have a good
1: story. I have a
0: good story about U two and Metallica. But uh,
1: Alan, Alan, it's it's fifteen twenty now.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Doing it? Should we stop it now and do a part two
1: of this? That's a good idea, because we then we have a good, then then we have good time. And then we have another twenty years yeah, yeah. after this? Yeah. <laughs> Let me just spend an hour on. Wait, wait for it.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh! All right, okay, yeah, yeah all right. That's, Let's end that. End of The Great Metallica Debate, Part One. Right.